Hey, this is Drew here with my little sister, Ashley, and best friend, Derek. And you're listening (laughs) to New Release, a movie podcast with a time traveling twist. Whoa, Ashley, when the heck are we this week? Well, we're in February 1st, 1999. Every day is a little brighter and we're starting to get a whiff whiff here and a whiff whiff there of springtime flavors whizzing through the air. Wow. (laughs) Lilacs and cheddar biscuits. Oh, that's me from work. Just in case you didn't know, I work at Red Lobster. Anyway, move over Simpsons because there's a new animated fan bam on the block. Allow us to introduce you to the Griffins. Woo! It seems today that all you see is violence in movies and sex on TV. He practiced this. Where those good old fashioned values on which we used to lie. Lucky there's a Lucky there's a man who positively can do all the things that make us laugh and cry. He's he's our family. Guy. That's wow. Pretty good. It's pretty good. I guess we did sing it. Great bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great bit. Oh, thank you. Um, y'all gonna be watching that this Sunday? No. <laughs> <laughs> um not big family guy fans. Mm, I was back in the day, so maybe I'd watch the first OG episode, maybe. But now yeah. it's just still going, isn't it? I mean, it is still going and it is kind of one of the weird things about being in this time loop is we're going back and seeing movies in theaters. But like, it's interesting when you see when you turn on the TV, our big like boxy square TV um, and see like ads for Family Guy (laughs) season (laughs) premiere or series premiere. Yeah. So it's kind of adds to the trippiness of what we're doing. But speaking of which. Ashley, what is showing at the movie theaters this week? Let me open the paper. There's a Mel Gibson revenge flick called Payback. Mm-hmm. No. And then there's a movie with this description. A magical crab works wonders for a terrible chef's culinary skills, leading her towards the man of her dreams. Eh? Uh, that sounds that really sounds good. weird and good. Maybe we should see that. Oh, oh. shit. It's sold out. Damn. Okay, I really wanted yeah. to see that one. I mean, simply irresistible. Be, right, right. So irresistible that we couldn't get a ticket. Anything else as a backup plan? Well, we do have a couple of '90s icons, I guess. There's Brendan Fraser and Alicia Silverstone joining forces in some kind of past meets present, meets fish out of the water scenario thing. The poster has major time traveling vibes, if you ask me. Oh, the poster. So. <laughs> <laughs> So you have Brendan Fraser and Alicia Silverstone um, holding each other and there's an atom wrapped around them and it says blast from the past. And the tagline is she was a woman of the world. He had never been around the block. She's never met anyone like him. He's never met anyone period. That's not true. He <laughs> met his parents. I don't really get yeah. that. Do you say an atom <laughs> or an atom? Oh, an atom around a guy named Adam. Oh, yeah. how confusing. Okay. Hmm. I guess we'll hmm? eh? yeah i guess oh well yeah i guess we don't have much choice <laughs> guess we'll go um, see it <laughs> let's go Woo. adam's been living underground with his parents since 1962. Well, what did you wish for son i wish that i could meet a girl i've been thinking about that a little just these last 15 years or so now it's, it's time for him to party Hi. 
I've never driven before. It's like he's from X-Files. Brendan Fraser, Alicia Silverstone. Are we getting hot? Yes. Blast from the past. Stop the bus! Stop the bus! With PG-13. Starts Friday. Well, the name rhymes. That's yeah. that's that's pretty cool. Um, mm. We <laughs> we just got out of the theater, having uh, I, what I would call a bit of like low energy crowd. It was fun to see um, some kids and a lot of old people in the same theater. Uh, I mean, you know, maybe about half to a quarter full, but wide range of ages. Um, so this movie is uh, trying to appeal to everyone, mm-hmm. but appeals to no one. I'm just kidding. Perhaps, <laughs> yeah, failing miserably at at that because it's uh, such a lame ass movie. I don't know. What did you think? Oh, <laughs> I mean, I agree. I like Christopher Walken in general. So there's he's in that. Says so he's basics in it. That's cool. Yep. Um, I just don't. And I really wanted to like Brendan Fraser. I thought for some reason I did because maybe like in Cino Man and some other movies I watched as a child, but I hate like how dumb he is in this movie. I hate it so much. Well, I mean, but dumb, that's but basic, really smart. That's but the basic yeah. premise. Yeah. All of a sudden, like his parents make a insane choice to, I mean, there's so many insane choices they make, but <laughs> um, we'll cover the premise in, in a minute. But once his dad has like, a heart attack or you know falls ill the mom is like well i need to stay here and take care of your dad so i'm going to send you that have never met you know his dad has already been up yeah and like knows that uh, thinks that that the world has completely like collapsed and, and fallen apart mm-hmm. um and they still send their son who's never m- interacted with people never <laughs> like tried to you know like navigate around the world up and just hope for the best. Um, yep. So that was that was a strange decision. Just think of this movie as rated R. He would have been stabbed in like a second and robbed, and that would have been the movie. Yeah. Well, I, I thought what was decent Good. about the movie. <laughs> no, like I, I for a broad comedy like this, I thought it wasn't the dumbest premise ever. Um, okay. So it was sort of in the trailer but do you want to explain kind of like the big the big gimmick of the of the movie yeah so christopher walken and sissy spacek are married they're having a party it's in the 60s um they think that there's gonna be a huge bang no communism all that stuff um and so they build they secretly build this huge shelter bomb shelter that's basically the size of their house maybe even bigger and her husband's been working on it for years da, da, da. so fast forward I'll, they hear that there might be an invasion and they're worried. So they're like, oh, we should go to the bomb shelter. And as they're going to the bomb shelter, a plane hits just their house. That's oh, yeah. it. Pretty big and coincidence. Then, yeah, big coincidence. So they think that it's happened, like a nuclear bomb has been released and that the whole world's just been desecrated. So, or decimated, <laughs> not decimated, mm-hmm. decimated. And so, even. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so they're stuck in this bomb shelter and they're like, okay, well, we can't go back up until like 30 years because that's where all like, um, the nuclear remnants is gone. So they're safe to walk. Um, but really it was just a plane that freakishly hit their house and then buildings get built on top of it. So people know, no one knows they're there. They all think they died in the crash Yeah, and they stay underground for decades and have a son. Yeah. They're already pregnant. So at least they didn't choose to get pregnant while down there. That would have been, been a odd choice. Um, yeah, I guess the whole movie is constructed on this really flimsy 
coincidence that there is legitimate, um, like there's news reports of the potential for nuclear, you know, uh, bombing to happen domestically, Mm -hmm. some kind of new technological development would allow for that. Um, and that validates, it's kind of like anyone who is a doomsday prepper or something, they're wanting to validate that they've spent, you know, years and years and all of their free time getting ready for this uh, cataclysmic event. And then, so they're much more likely to believe yeah. uh, that it's happening. But if it hadn't been for the the plane just happening, happening to crash <laughs> on top of their house, they would have had, they would have come back up, I presume, except the, the doors, what triggers the doors to lock? Does I, that just happen automatically or is it because of the, the, the plane crash? I think it's, Oh, I don't know. I couldn't tell. Cause I was yeah. wondering that too. I was like, well, maybe it's because it, there's a big boom and it just like automatically it's like, Oh shit, I need to keep you safe. Yeah. Or maybe when you close it, it all locks, but I, I'm going to say it's because of the crash because of the boom that happened. Yeah. Well, so there's, they're like down there. Uh, we, we see like how expansive and they basically recreated their entire house and yard in yeah. the um, underground. So they have uh, all the luxuries that, that they would have, but zero uh, social life and, and yeah. ability to interact with other people. Um, but anyway, once they get down there, there's like this uh, clicking sound and the wife is like, what was that? And Christopher Walken <laughs> is like, oh, that's the locks opening in 35 years. Yeah, Nothing we can do um, to override to override that feature. Um because they are assuming that like, well, that's how long it takes for it to be safe to come out, uh, uh, back outside after a fallout. And then, um, they're also worried that people are going to like invade and want to get their resources. So yeah. it's to protect them from the outside as well, supposedly. Um, I thought one thing that was kind of interesting that they do is they show the, the transition of like, so it starts in 62. Yep. And so they're 65. down there. 65. Yeah. Thought, oh, okay. Yeah. It might have. Yeah. Anyway, I, I re- um, rewinded it. Or wait, no. Nope. No, it starts like it has two dates. So the party is like 61, 62, and then 65 is when he's a little boy. I thought. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. But. Yeah. I think that's after he's born. Um, but so we see, and Derek, um, you love this movie, right? Hello. <laughs> yeah. Crickets. I mean, I just didn't want uh, to miss out on your initial reaction because uh, we kind of jumped ahead a little bit. Crickets. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, so you really liked it. Okay. We got yeah. it. Yeah. Two, two and three. Are you with us? I am. Sorry. Yeah. All right. Well, so they they do this gimmick where they show the like businesses getting built above their bomb shelter. It kind of gives you a sense of like how things are changing over time. So they build like an ice cream soda shop or something. Like a malt shop with a soda jerk. Yeah. It's pretty cute. Yeah. That's like, that's the mid sixties or whatever. And then they jump, where do they jump from there? Um, seventies. Cause he starts humming like a disco tune or something. Yeah, they jump to the, they, well, yeah, they jump to like the dawn of disco. Somebody puts it on the jute box and yep. like, he's like, Oh, I don't think I like this. And then the, the beat kicks in. Um, like, oh. do you know that actor's name that plays no. like the, the burnout dude in the bar? 
Um, no, maybe Barrett he looks really familiar, that. but I'm not yeah. sure. Um, yeah, so there's this, um, it goes from the ice cream shop to like a disco bar to like an 80s, early 90s, like grunge place. Or is that mm-hmm. where it finishes? Um, it goes to like some grunge place before and then it goes into like basically a shelter for homeless people because it's not like in business. Like anymore. a completely decrepit, yeah, yeah. like shithole bar by the end um and this happens to be built like right on top of their bomb shelter so when they finally resurface they see the sad state of affairs in this bar and christopher walken is convinced that like the bomb actually did land did hit and these are like half mutant half like (laughs) just because they're like uh burned out drunks and people are vomiting on the street and there's a um trans character that's not i'm sure not uh portrayed in a very um uh favorable or i mean it's like a it's a kind of a stereotype joke throwaway line yeah um he runs into a sex worker and he's like so that gives him the idea that people can change genders and uh anyway like he is he's confirms that the blast did happen and the future is um, complete shit, which is yeah. another movie that like just portrays the time period as dystopian, like ni- the late 90s. We mm-hmm. we watched that one. Um, what was it? Class of 99. Yep. Yeah. So like the world had completely gone to sh- that. That came out in 1990 and their vision of the future was just like <laughs> uh, gang warfare on the streets and and uh uh, high schools where people get murdered by robots or something. Yep. Um, <laughs> Robot so, teachers. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm kind of rambling. Did any of the, did you find any of this like setup interesting? Mm, not really. I was just going <laughs> to say that the guy is Joey Slotnick, the one that's like the um, one that you mentioned earlier. Okay. Yeah. He's like a, um, he's got like curly hair. He was in the marvelous Miss um, Maisel because I was like, I know he looked familiar, hmm. but he was in that show and some other things. But, um, I mean, I don't know. I wanted to like this movie. I really did because I thought I liked Brendan Fraser. Maybe <laughs> I just never liked him, and now I'm kind of confused. I liked Encino Man. I thought, but I probably shouldn't watch it. <laughs> I mean, this is this is not top tier Brendan Fraser. If there is a top tier, um, me the he's definitely been in good movies. I didn't movies. mind him at all. Uh, when they were underground and he was like playing like a naive I mean he was naive yeah yeah literally sheltered mm-hmm. his entire life uh that yeah, was I, that was a that was fine right but I thought the first 30 or so minutes of the movie was the best were the, the best part mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you do get yeah, to see all these things we're describing it's kind of clever <laughs> barely that they show like how society has gone to shit um uh seemingly and that like he's really smart and and really like um uh, trained and all these he can speak different languages like they have all he this free dance. time yeah he can dance um they have all this free time to like culture him although with ironically without being able to be exposed to any real culture yeah. so when he gets to the surface everything is shocking like you know i don't think it really lands how the movie wants it to but like he looks up at the sky and he's just oh, like freaking yeah. out because he sees sky for the first time right because at first i was like why is he oh i get it yeah. i get it he's like do you and see that he, yeah. they're like yeah what's in the sky he's like it's the sky and they're like yeah 
hits the sky. Yeah. And then there's a very poor taste joke where he sees a black person for the first time. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. That, yeah, didn't, yeah. that didn't hold up. Didn't well. land either. Um, <laughs> even in the theater in 1999, there was <laughs> yeah. groans. And that was one of the louder noises we heard throughout the whole theater yeah. <laughs> experience aside from whatever was coming from Derek. Um, <laughs> what about the insane price of baseball cards? <laughs> Is that accurate? 1999. Well, a Mickey Mantle can... card sold for $250,000. Okay. Maybe he shouldn't crumple saying. them up in his pocket then. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, he doesn't that was know the value of them. Yeah. I mean, I just thought so one of the one of the gags of the movie is that he brings big baseball cards to the surface that were, you know, from 35 years earlier. But is that even the I don't even know if that time checks out, but let's just say you could get Babe Ruth and Mickey Mantle cards, a dime a dozen in the 60s. Um and now they're worth infinite Office. money, basically yeah. uh, enough well, money for him. Stocks. He had those stocks, though, the bonds or whatever. That's yeah, but he didn't even he didn't realize those were valuable. Yeah, yeah. but he brought them with him because he like the he thought they looked pretty. Oh, OK, they were like colorful and stuff. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So he has IBM and um, uh, I forget what else, what other stocks he has. GE, maybe. Um, yeah. But he's got really valuable uh, stock portfolio. And um, anyway, the motivating force for him to go up, aside from the fact that they finally can, is one, they need supplies. And two, he's horny, right? Yeah. He wants yeah. to find a wife. Yeah. He, he won't stop talking about wanting to meet a girl. Um, I guess in a way, it's it's a commentary on him. I mean, maybe it's just a, a chemical thing he's going through, but... He maybe sees his parents and they're pretty genuinely mm -hmm. in love and a happy couple, aside from the drinking habit that his mom picks up, understandably. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she wants so, to get out. <laughs> yeah. It's well, okay. Here's an interesting thing. I dare you okay. to not find this interesting. Um, okay, Derek. Ready. Um, okay. Christopher Walken seems perfectly content to stay down there forever. Yeah. Whereas the mom is like, um, so are we going to go back up? Are we going <laughs> to like, uh, and he's like, uh, do we need to? So I, I thought like, is that, a, what is that commenting on? Just like how content he can be. Is it his human wanting to control everything? I mean, he's the one who made the, the bomb shelter. Yeah. The fallout shelter. So yeah. Years putting it together. Yeah. He was totally content. I think he just yeah. likes life simple and he doesn't need like other people to yeah. entertain himself to entertain yeah. him. Right. Yeah. I guess like his, all his hobbies, he's able to, all of the things that like fulfill him in life, he's able to, to satisfy down there. Whereas mm -hmm. she needs like outside stimulation, social stimulation, like most humans do. Um, yeah. But he's uh, two outsiders deemed like a mad genius or just, just crazy at this point. Um, and he clearly is, I mean, what's so ridiculous about the movie, um, among a million things is that they go up and, and he isn't able to tell that society is still functioning and, and that, you know, they don't like take another, uh, I don't know. The movie does a decent job of making that contrivance, but like when Brendan Fraser goes up during the day, everything's fine. 
Yeah. Um, so um, let's talk about the mission he's on um, because he eventually runs into Alicia Silverstone, which is the, this is a romance after all. Um, sort of, yeah. We, yeah, I think that's the type of movie it wants to be. He <laughs> is collecting supplies, but rather than making a couple trips, he's supposed to get like 30 years worth of supplies all at once. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. But he also forgot where he lived. So maybe he was like, I'll just collect it all now until I find the place. I don't know. Yeah, he had like two weeks to round up 30 years worth of stuff. And his mom gave him $5,000. But luckily he had those baseball cards. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So he goes and orders like 100 pounds of hamburger meat. I mean, all of this is just complete nonsense. Once you get, once it, the movie gets up to really the surface. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it goes downhill. <laughs> pun, in, pun intended. In a in a hurry. Yeah. Um, what did you think about all the other like characters that he interacts with on the surface? Um, I didn't care for Alicia Silverstone. I'm just trying to think of all the characters. Her um, gay best friend was pretty cool. He was fun. Yeah. He liked Brendan. He liked Brendan. He liked Adam, Brendan Fraser's character, a lot, and they seem to go along really well. So I liked him. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. Dave Foley. He that's I thought that that character was maybe the most um like nuanced one. Uh, we had we do have actually a clip from uh Brendan Fraser in his one of their first meetings. So oh, okay, nice. Let's let's hear that. We'll taste. Here you go. One champagne cocktail. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. I thought only. Oh, first 24 seconds. You have very nice ceilings. Do I? Mm-hmm. Well, you like ceilings? Not particularly. Ah, well, I hope you like this. It's fresh sea urchin wrapped in seaweed or nori, if you prefer. I love sushi. I love Lucy. Who doesn't? She's hilarious. Best what is that? What is that script? <laughs> like, I don't know. Were they just improving there? Poorly, um, yeah, maybe. I, honestly, that <sighs> that makes the movie seem weirder and funnier than it is because, like, <laughs> that ceiling exchange, yeah, might be He's, the best line in the movie. Yeah, I think well, it is. <laughs> I guess because they put ceilings in at one point, right, in the bomb shelter. The yeah. wife was like, "Can we get ceilings? Can we actually get ceilings? Make it feel like a real place." Yeah. So I guess maybe he just remembered that from his childhood. I yeah. don't know, fucking know. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, you're definitely right. That was a callback, but it's also he's like, I don't know if I like him. <laughs> They're just ceilings, which is how everyone feels. Well, I like ceilings. their other exchange about because he ordered whatever that drink that his mom likes to drink. Mm-hmm. That one was good too, because he was like, "Oh, only like prostitutes get that drink." He's and then Brandon Fraser like looks at him like, "Huh? Like I don't even know what a yeah. prostitute is." That's <laughs> what my mom is. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, they, and they like had some good exchanges. Yeah, yeah. What's so messed up is the Alicia Silverstone's character. All that all that we really know about her is she's had bad taste in men. Uh, Nathan Fillion is yeah. is makes a. Uh, a few appearances in this movie and that's kind of fun to see him um, but she's dated a bunch of shitty men or men with um good faces and bodies but 
no personality. Is that what she says? Yeah. Like legs, yeah. body, face, but <laughs> so he's like, you have a butt on your head or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, this is not my type of comedy at by any stretch, but I don't know if like, it's it's also not an effective romance unfortunately yeah because there's no reason to really root for them other than it's very forced yeah yeah i mean she's kind of a jerk i don't know i don't really like her yeah well that's the other thing like whatever beef she has with that other woman they just paint her as like some vindictive slut shaming you know, yeah, uh, character that that hates this other girl because maybe she slept with some well, of her boyfriends like, or maybe something. Maybe stole her boyfriend, but then she doesn't even like her ex boyfriend. So who cares? Like I don't know. Yeah, I just don't care for her character. Yeah, it's a really unflattering portrayal. Um, this is this comes like four years after Clueless, so peak Alicia Silverstone. Um, at that point, mid nineties, and tough i'm sure it was tough for her to find <laughs> uh good roles that lived up to kind of uh, the the heights that she achieved earlier on in her mm-hmm. career but this is certainly not a showcase <laughs> not <clueless> level <laughs> role for her um what about i mean yeah you so you kind of liked brendan fraser in this you didn't like brendan fraser in no this. i didn't derek, derek thought he was okay i thought he was okay in the while it was underground yeah okay yeah, i'll give that to you the shelter. Yeah, I like it when they're in the shelter. Yeah, the, they Stay should in the just shelter. stayed in the fucking shelter. <laughs> yeah, know. so y'all are like Christopher Walken. Just let's. Yeah. Let's, yeah, let's just stay there. <laughs> stay down it's fine. there. Yeah. It's I mean, but they did need to go up for more booze, at least. Mm. Ironically, they were living under a bar. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> it would have been funny if the mom was just like sneaking every night, like sneaking to up to go drink with the. I didn't like how that it basically. The um the bar owner the the dude whatever his name was that you mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. um, they see these figures rising from underground and think they're like uh, deities. Yeah. So they worship the elevator people and set up a shrine and he starts to form a little cult or something. Yeah. Yeah. I that was just all like nonsense. Well, and that doesn't like, I don't know, like if you see someone from the ground and they look like you probably not an alien i don't it just seems weird the whole thing seems- yeah yeah the, like it's it. it's pretty it's a pretty the movie is built on this ridiculous plane crash coincidence yeah yeah and then everything that happens when they go up to the surface is also you know one coincidence after another um it is fortunate that they when he they go out to pick up women they go to club 40s um he grew up in the 60s in the bomb shelter at the start of it but like obviously the 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 um music and the the stuff that they had um as references would have been largely like what they were playing at the club so yeah he was and able those girls to... seem cool he could just hang out with them he doesn't need Alicia. Yeah. yeah that's the other thing she was um it did have sort of a, a classic rom-com premise where you know they're meant to end up with each other but like she is tasked with finding him a wife and she goes along with it for some reason. Um, I mean, she goes along with all of this because she's getting paid in baseball cards, I guess. Yeah. She's getting um, paid a lot. She's a thousand a week. Yeah. I mean, that's decent, I guess. I mean, it's definitely better well, for than 1999. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's been working. Or like, a thousand a day. It's a thousand a day, I think. Is it? It's something absurd. Because I remember being like, well, that's a lot of money. Yeah. Well, so. it's certainly a step up from the shitty jobs she's had. And he, the nice thing about this movie is it, his character is very pure. Yeah. And treats her nicely the whole time. And they don't, they manufacture this kind of like drama between them. Like they have to with him meeting other girls because she has shown no interest in him romantically, but of course ends up falling for him when he's like putting a bandaid on her knee or whatever. Well, I do like, okay. That's one of the movie I like that's above ground. I do like when she gets injured and <laughs> whatever she gets injured and he's like taking care of her. And then he's like, okay, I have something to tell you. And then he's like, Basically, I grew up underground for 35 years and I want to take you underground with me. And it sounds like he's like such a serial killer. And I was like, I kind of like this moment. It's very funny. But that was pretty much it. Yeah. Well, because you're waiting for him to come clean. I guess that's the other classic um, trope is that he's got a big mm-hmm. secret that he's that he's hiding. Which Not I like a bad forgot, secret. Which I kind of forgot that he was hiding it until he said that. And I was like, oh, yeah, he hasn't told her because he's getting all these like all this food and stuff. Like, where is it going? You know, like, right. And she's just, you know, not asking questions or he's not answering them. That That's the other thing. He doesn't have any context to know that he doesn't know that the world is fine or yeah. that there wasn't a nuclear blast. He still assumes there was. She has to tell him at some point that 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 there wasn't one once he once she believes his story. Yeah. Um, but first she calls like um, some kind of protective services and they're going to um, commit him. So yeah. he runs around the block in circles to uh, evade the the, uh, <laughs> the, the, yeah, the people from the institution that are chasing him. Yeah. Really silly. Um, yeah. Because we don't want to, you know, we've been talking a lot of shit about Eve, but <laughs> let's hear a clip of her just so we can kind of experience it and Again. see if we're being fair or not. Scary one, don't you, you stupid son of a bitch. I'm really sorry. What are you doing here? You're supposed to be on San Vicente Boulevard having unsafe sex with that slut Sophie. I know, and I'm really sorry. I'm limping. How attractive is that? What if this is for life? Adam. Yeah. So annoying. So dumb. Like she falls in the street. So yeah, she's probably maimed for life. She's barely a a little cut. He puts a small bandaid on it. Like, oh my gosh. But what's what's so I, I gotta stop saying this. What's so crazy is um <laughs> Troy tells him has a like a little sidebar with Vernon Fraser, like, you know what she needs? She needs a man, not a boy. And then just based on that pep talk, much like the one I gave Derek and y'all earlier, um, <laughs> he's able to completely turn on the charm and not turn into like a bad boy, but just turn into like suave yeah. instantaneously after that. Yeah, he's like, sit down, I'm taking care of you. And you're like, oh yeah. Okay, okay. rips her pants not yeah. off but rips just <laughs> exposes rips them a little bit more yeah her knee so he can dress her wound um yeah but i mean it works like he's he is being mature um and she maybe in that moment finally sees him as a man so you know what we should have done for rank the blank i just thought about it yeah least favorite movie couple Oh yeah, that would have been a good one. Well, we can save that for another. There will be other ones, but just yeah, just thinking I'm sure we'll have out. other bad, <laughs> bad yeah. couples to compare in the future. <laughs> um, wow. So I mean, mostly a dud so far. It sounds like. Um, any other 
points from the movie. How does it, should we talk about how it ends? Yes. <laughs> okay. Go ahead, Derek. <laughs> I didn't fucking, I, I fell asleep. I'm sorry. Well, I, I know you're dying to know. Okay. Um, you mean to tell everyone? Yeah. Yeah. Fill us in. <clears throat> All right. So they use the stocks or bonds or whatever he has for millions of dollars and they rebuild his childhood home to a T. And then they get his parents out of a van and drop him off at the home. And they're all together. <laughs> yeah. Yay. It's um, a beautiful, like it's a beautiful plot of land, but his dad, and he also tells his dad that um that a nuclear bomb really that didn't happen and da, 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 explains it all to him. And then his dad doesn't really believe him and thinks that the yeah, after him. Uh, we don't have a clip from that speech, but like Christopher Walken does give a pretty funny monologue about mm-hmm. I mean it's supposed to be funny. It's like all he's stating all the ridiculous things like oh i can't believe the russians would just back down and it's like yeah. uh, meant to be a direct commentary i guess on what really happened but um it doesn't sound like that sensational so yeah. he's playing it up in christopher walken fashion but uh but anyway yeah he's not gonna ever uh they're on this like remote uh, farm so they i guess eventually at some point are going to go into the city or watch tv and realize that there wasn't a bomb but at this point he doesn't believe them um we also didn't mention that like brendan fraser and alicia go separate ways and the only way that they get reunited is she's dressed like driving around and i guess they see him they happen to run across run into him in the car so they have a a, a exciting reunion and oh, yeah, he and takes she, her down yeah. to the the bomb shelter to meet the family, and and then, yeah, and then everything you said happens after that. So yep. she obviously believes him because she sees it firsthand, and then they rebuild engaged the house too. for the third time. What? And they're engaged. Yay! Best. I can't couple. believe they didn't have a like. They didn't fast forward to them having a baby. Right in the bomb shelter. Maybe oh, they should have done something like that. Yeah. How should have blown up again? It might be the I I mean maybe that's like the ideal way to raise a kid. So if they're they have enough if they have their own kid, maybe they'll lock them in a closet for 35 years. Yeah, one can hope. <laughs> oh no, it's terrible. Okay. Well, um this was not a blast, but there was some past in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ashley, um, would you care to lift our spirits with a poetry reading? Okay. <laughs> Or will it bring us I don't further know. down? Either I don't way. know. It just explains the movie because I was like, oh, okay. In the 1960s, bomb shelters were all the rage. So Helen and Calvin Weber went along and built a massive underground cage. To escape a potential nuclear apocalypse, they must go. Too bad the big bang they heard was just a plane flying into their home. Oh, no. Now they have to stay down there for decades along with their new baby boy. And then they decide to name the little tyke Adam. Oh, joy. He grows up in the shelter until supplies start to run low and off and off to the surface to check out the doomed planet Earth. Adam must go. He ends up meeting a girl named Eve that he wants to marry, but he has to go through trials and tribulations first. Things get a bit hairy. But after he kisses her and tells her about the shelter, she thinks he's a loon and Eve tries to get a therapist to take him to a padded room. He <laughs> finds items from the 60s, including bonds that make Adam a millionaire. And now she starts to care. <laughs> she then begins to believe he's telling the truth, but is it? Is it too late to go with him to the underground booth? Nope. Eve finds Adam pretty easily in LA and down to the shelter they go. Oh, yay. Then Adam and Eve almost immediately leave the parents in the hole for over 50 days while they rebuild Adam's childhood home and his parents sing praise. 
So now Helen and Calvin are above ground and they can live happily ever after with hopefully no other big bang sound. Aw. Oh, that's something. Except the sound of Adam and Eve. <laughs> that was better than the movie. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, and only like not quite as long. Yeah, close, <laughs> but not quite. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, thank you, Ashley. That was a lovely way to experience the movie. If anyone here is debating whether to watch it or not, I think you're good. Um, yeah. <laughs> you, you, you just you just got just the don't. gist of it. Um, yeah. That ceilings clip incredible yeah just watch that on youtube <laughs> over and over um there's some sushi you know sushi gets such a bad rap in in like 90s movies no, it gets Everyone's a great like, rap ah seaweed um <laughs> but yeah it's uh this is a movie that should be put back in a time capsule and forgotten perhaps um yeah so we're gonna we're gonna move on for now and speaking come of movies and- that should be forgotten <laughs> Yeah, come back and give our our final thoughts. But um, it is time for a new round of Rank the Blank. And we have a very exciting sponsor this week. Something that is practical and perfect if you're setting up a garden or a bomb shelter or just want a little light in your life. You should try one of these. Take it away, Derek. Is this our sponsor? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Before I play it, Chia Pet is actually not a sponsor of a new release podcast. However, please go buy a Chia Pet. Likely found at your local Goodwill. There's a new pet. Chia Pet. The pottery that grows. It's fun and easy. Soak your Chia, spread the seeds, keep it watered, and watch it grow. And now grow a whole collection of fun with Chia teddy bears. Puppies, kittens, rams, bulls. There's even a Chia tree to keep your pets company. Chia Pets and Trees, the pottery that grows. The The Chia Pet and Chia Tree are available at Kmart, (laughs) Rite Aid, Ames, and Woolworth. Makes a great gift. Oh, Ames. Yeah, just pop over to Kmart. Or Ames. um, Or Woolworth. And get a a Chia Pet. Ashley, how many Chia Pets have you raised and killed in your lifetime? Zero. Zero raised, zero dead. Well, you're a great advocate for our sponsor then. Derek, how about you? Mm-mm. No, none. Drew? Y'all might be sh- y'all might be shocked to know that um, shortly after moving to Portland, I did buy a Chia Pet. It was an impulse purchase at the local Fred Meyer, also not a sponsor. Um, and I think it might have been an, Ob- an Obama Chia Pet. Okay. Um, which is maybe uh, offensive. I I don't know, but it was on sale. So um, because it was offensive, <laughs> I spread the like the goop on the head and watered it and nothing happened so um, but that's just my experience i'm sure if you buy one today and you know use the promo code new release i don't know how you use it you just say it to the cashier yeah Yeah. or you do like a special knock and then you say we have been assured by what was it derek the chia pets and trees corporation yes that is correct that um we have been assured that they have that they will grow so i mean you wouldn't think we'd have to be assured of that because that's the whole point of the product but they told us yeah yeah well all right so, Guess i'll go get some really selling it yeah all right well rank the blank is um where we pick a topic inspired by the week's movie and rank our personal favorites this week's topic best chia pet no um lamest brendan fraser what movie role performance what do you think 
movie? I think if all it's, of them are kind of the same, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, the the criteria here is, I mean, we just put lamest Brendan Fraser, um, yeah. but the criteria would be I I stuck to the '90s. I don't know about y'all, because um, that was his peak anyway. Um, there was Bedazzled in the year 2000, which is probably on Mine's the, 99. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, he's he had some good. He had at least one good movie post the 90s. Um, but since we're talking about lame movies, I think this will cover it. And um, I just think it's, yeah, we can intertwine the movie and his performance um, since they're obviously linked. So what are some examples that we did not pick, Ashley, from this handy letterboxed list that I made? Um, The Mummy. Yeah, Gl- that's a good Glory one. Days, which I've never even heard of. Um. No, I didn't. Rep- I didn't put my Encino Man, which I liked. Now and then, is he now and then? I don't know. This is actually the wrong list because I forgot to paste. Okay, I was like, this link. is changing. <laughs> yeah. I was like, uh, what is this? But okay, there's just a lot of bad ones. Okay, he's not in now and then. I don't think that was just on a different list. But the Mummy, School Ties, which kind of looks like a serious movie that I've never seen, it has a really good cast. Is that a bad movie? That is um, ranks number two on my list of bad of movies for him. Brandon Fraser '90s movies from bad to worst. So. Oh, okay, so it's not okay. <laughs> yeah, so by that reverse logic, it is one of his better okay. roles, um, according to me. Yeah. So yeah. Um, all right. Well, those are some of the choices we didn't pick. What about Instagram? Did we get any um, responses? We actually like, got a few people, people find our Instagram. Oh yeah. We have Instagram at new release podcast on Instagram. Um, but we had a few people respond and say all of them, multiple people said all oh, yeah. of his movies, including myself, <laughs> including you. And then we had one for Dudley do right as well. Yeah. It's terrible. So makes sense. Okay. Well, um, let's get into our actual nominees for lamest Brendan Fraser. So the movie that inspired this list in the first place, blast from the past Brendan Fraser as Adam pursuing a woman Eve. named Eve. Man, yeah, that's just like wow. right there, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, just <laughs> very clever. Um, Ashley, what was your choice? Um, I'm going with Dudley Do Right. Oh, so he's like, I don't know if he's saying, but he's like, a, yeah, I guess he's a Canadian Mountie. And <laughs> isn't that what they're called? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was like, that's right. I'm just and... laughing because I'm picturing the movie. Oh, yeah. And the cover is like him sitting on the horse backwards. He's just a total idiot. And the trailer for this movie is just a bunch of sound effects. So it just looks terrible. It's almost like Brendan Fraser has one type of role. Yeah, it's exactly the same character, but I think he's actually like dumber. So, yeah. Well, and the problem is, I mean, I put the mummy at number one on my on my best. I mean, you know, bad. Side. best of the worst Be- yeah best of the worst mm-hmm. and but he's actually that's like one exception where he is the movie itself overpowers yeah. his kind of persona he's playing a pretty straightforward uh, action hero and doing it well so he can play other things but he is a shining example of like getting typecast in one extreme yeah. type of role and doing it over and over again i don't know if he had other options um maybe he likes that role type maybe I yeah i mean maybe it comes natural to him so 
for me, I, I think this movie, uh, which I have absolutely not seen, um, <laughs> but I wouldn't didn't want to hold myself back from exploring some of the depths of the Brendan Fraser career arc. It's called Still Breathing. He has a thin mustache. He is cool. a puppeteer. And I think this is his attempt to like break out as a indie performer. Like this is a, a Sundance. Um, uh, all the marketing revolves around it's lukewarm to positive reception at Sunday at the Sundance Film Festival. So he was, you know, hitting the indie film circuit, promoting this hard, trying to be like this this kind of um, emo artist dude who is going to snap um, the woman in the movie out of her funk because he's just like tapped into a With higher power. Yeah. And she might even be suicidal. Um, huh. So, but, but yeah, he's just a breath of fresh air. Wow. Um, sounds like a good movie. Yeah. Still breathing. <laughs> um, Derek, what is your choice? Uh, George of the jungle. Oh, oh okay. 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 Um, He's just ridiculous in it. It's not a horrible movie, but again, it's Brendan, Brendan Fraser. Fraser. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's probably like. All right, I mean, dude, if maybe... you're listening, but come on, yeah, come on, dude. <laughs> Aside from the Mummy, that's got to be one of his most successful movies, I think, like financially, mm-hmm. and it was a, a a big franchise. But it it's it's basically go figure the same plot as blast from the past instead of being in a bomb shelter he's in a jungle um yeah. and then has to yeah. be integrated into society and and hilarity ensues hmm. um but i will say is it lame to be bronzed have gorgeous long hair and a ripped six-pack derek no <laughs> not a trick question uh, no. i think he's at the peak of his physical powers yeah. in george of the jungle so yeah. And Encino Definitely. Man. He's also riffed in Encino Man. Yeah, yeah. I love long hair Brendan Fraser. Um, you know, it's well documented that he's had a bit of a physical decline, like us all. Um, yeah. but um, but his hair, his long, beautiful hair is gone, among other things. Um <laughs> but he's still he's still working. So his career. It's yeah, gone. yeah. I watched an interview with him and he was very delightful. Seems like a really good I know. person. Yeah, I'm sure he's like, a good person, but yeah, just some shitty roles, <laughs> most of them. But yeah, all right. Well, how do we want to rank these? So um, we usually start with the movie, Ashley, and we give you first whack at it. Well, I think George of the Jungle is the best movie of these. So Derek's out, and he's the yeah. And I think like, it, well, I wouldn't say he's cool. He's cool maybe in my movie, but he's uh, he's not lame looking. Yeah. Um. I think okay. Blast from the Past is probably either probably in second. So you're thinking either Dudley Do Right or Still Breathing. Well, you're probably thinking Dudley Do Right. I'm thinking Dudley Do Right <laughs> should be first, and then it should be Blast from the Past, and then Still Breathing, and then George of the Jungle. Yeah. Since none of us have seen Still Breathing, I know we don't usually do this, but can we play my clip? Just oh to yeah, it play it. A fair chance. So. I was hoping to hear it, even though it was, I was like, it's probably going to lose, but I'd like to know. Yeah, it's it's some pretty powerful I don't know who this Fletcher guy is. He's a street performer. No one plays with my head like that. All my instincts 
We belong to each other. Just because you think you saw me in some kind of vision. I can see the person who you really are. Not this person who you are pretending to be. I thought you were someone else. I thought you had money. How can you be that dead inside that you can't see it and you can't feel it? Damn. Uh, that was, that knock was those rocks right? over. What did he? Oh, it was Roxley. Did he break her bone? <laughs> breaks her He's leg. He's a street performer, aka a puppeteer. Um, oh my gosh! But I, I, I don't know. Like that is, like I almost bad that we've been shitting on him all this, this entire. But I, he chose these roles, you know. He chose these yeah. roles. He, he looks, he them. looks kind of good and still breathing, right, Derek? Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. he was like a knockoff Ethan Hawke. Um, oh, type I like character Ethan in that. Well, yeah, that's like what Ethan he's Hawk's going. Movies. He's going for that, which is is definitely out of his comfort zone, um, as we've seen. So I don't know. I don't know if that changed your opinion at all. Um, it didn't change mine, but I don't even want to listen to my clip to be honest. <laughs> um, well, uh, so Dudley Do Right is gonna be the winner because it also was the crowd favorite um, yeah. choice. So and then Blast from the Past second. Yeah, I still think that yeah. second. Yeah, other I mean, still breathing one's weird. I just don't. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's still breathing is lame because he's trying to be something he's not. Much yeah. like the character that he's talking to in the movie, who's dead inside or whatever. He can see the real person, um, but I can see the real Brendan Fraser, and it's not this cool dude with a mustache. Yeah. Um, this cool puppeteer, <laughs> as oh, if man. anyone's ever said that <laughs> that phrase I don't before. Think they have. <laughs> um, so, oh, maybe they have. Maybe they have. Yeah, I'm making a strong or I'm trying to make my best case just because he's trying to be cool and, and failing. Whereas in Dudley do right, he knows damn well how lame <laughs> it's, well, and, it's you, built you in. Uh, steal the gold uh, before they consult it. And that way, end of gold rush. What? Me steal? Me break the law? Sadly, yeah. But then I'd be Dudley do wrong. Do wrong's nice. I like that. It's kind of, uh, it's kind of French, you know, uh, Dudley do wrong. Uh, yeah. Wow. Well, okay. I'm yeah, convinced. that's enough. Yeah. That's enough. <laughs> and yeah, I'm also, I, <laughs> I have to confess, I held myself back from making a Dudley Do Wrong joke mm-hmm. earlier. And Good. yet, somehow, they, <laughs> in the, the, the random clip Derek picked, it happens in the first five seconds of the clip. I picked the clip, it. I picked so. it. It was like the only oh, clip okay. I could find. Okay. Well, Dudley Do, yay. Um, one, Dudley Do one. Dudley, Dudley Doodle Do. Um, <laughs> Snot. <laughs> um, congrats ashley you really um won the lamest one yeah. cool thanks yeah. everyone you'll get your um trophy in the mail Woo. all right well that's it for um rank the blank this week special thanks to not a real sponsor the chia pet corporation Ch-ch-chia. that may or may not still be available on store shelves near you um if not eBay is a great resource for getting dried up old chia seeds that um, you can eat, if nothing else. Um, so <laughs> when that's a little your bomb shelter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If nothing else, just lick the goo and Ugh. eat the seeds. So gross. Yeah. Okay. Chia, back to our feature presentation. Derek. All 
Okay, so we've let a little time pass. We've been surveying people on the street. We've been reading the, the papers. We've been watching Siskel and Ebert on TV. Ashley, did what's not the watch this movie. They actually did. Um, <laughs> and we have a clip. Thank you. Um, but wow. at least one of them did. Uh, but what's the yeah, what's the consensus been? What's the buzz around? Most this movie? people don't like it. Um, okay. You know, it's a mixed bag, but majority side with which I think is going to side with us because I don't think any of us liked it. And some readers were like, Blast is finally a squandered opportunity. A lot of situation with very little comedy. Um, hmm. Let's Fair. see. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Something which we get a kick out of viewing are another error through, through someone else's eyes, but this movie's eyes, Adams, are awfully twinkly and not too focused. So Interesting. What did Ebert yeah. have to say? Well, so yeah, you might be surprised by Ebert's reaction. Oh man, he loved you. You uh, dial nine to get out. This is the end of a clip. Of what? Me. The hotel. I see. The movie has a lot of sly satire in it as it examines all kinds of ways in which a perfectly normal young man raised with all the values of 1962 would think the modern world has been indeed shaped by radioactive mutation. Thumbs up for me for Blast from the Past. What? <laughs> so I will sure? say, I mean, I, I no definitely longer. didn't didn't doctor. We can't that listen clip. to his clips anymore. I think we're yeah. well, it out. If you didn't watch the movie and you read like a synopsis or a clip, it is doing something theoretically clever, which is mm -hmm. like what Eber just said and like what we kind of touched on where you can be convinced that like the 90s music has gone to shit like uh society drew is... now likes smooth because of ebert's review huh <laughs> nothing oh well no i i i pointed out these things earlier like yeah. i i, cool I think like it makes sense on paper that like contrasting how people are like in the 60s to how they are in the late 90s mm -hmm. would make for like a fun like culture shock moment but and then the execution completely falls flat. So yeah, think like it could have been like a fifth element, but it wasn't. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I guess so, we should talk about the box office. Yeah. Oh yeah. How's it doing? Did you uh, it's well? not out yet. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> we, <laughs> Perfect. No, we went to an advanced um, uh, special premiere. They're really trying to like build buzz with influencers. So we were at the top of the list for, people that they wanted to see have you know to be able to see it early little did they know that we would be going um 22 years into the future before yeah. we released it but jokes on them because now this movie is about to have a crazy resurgence because we talked about it so yeah their long game strategy paid off um but their short-term re returns might have been disappointing so short-term returns oh tongue twist yeah Speaking of um, long-term returns, Payback, starring Mel Gibson, which you mentioned earlier, is a big hit, making $21 million Dang. at the well, box office. Well, it's simply irresistible. Well, I'll get there. Um, okay. <laughs> she's all that. Still hanging in there at number two. So it had a, a pretty small drop-off. And Bar Varsity Blues, still hanging around at number four. So nice. both of those movies are, are performing well. Simply Irresistible, not the best debut. It could have used our, you know, Aww. our ticket 
to add it to this um, underwhelming total of 2.2 million coming in at ninth place on the box office chart this week. All right. So would you guys consider this movie a new release or old news? I'm going to say mine on three, one, two, three, old, old news. news. Yeah. yeah. Old news. Um, so let's not remake it unless it's like a rated R horror movie. Um, that you don't want to see cool. yeah, the sequel, the remake. You don't want to see Brandon Frazier 35 years no. later, like as Christopher Walken's character. No, because Christopher Walken is the best part. Right. He's probably, <laughs> he would probably be dead though. Yeah. Oh, but no, nope. Um, so on a scale of one to 90, how late nineties is blast from the past? Um, Scale one to 99. Oh, shoot. Scale one to 99 includes fashion, music, actor tropes. So you have the cast is like pretty nineties. The cast is nineties. Obviously it, it, it really exaggerates some of the things like we were just talking about, about the nineties, because it's trying to show a stark contrast from the The sixties. Mm-hmm. to the 90s it it like leans in on um music and fashion and sushi and random shit that's like you know uh, 90s tropes basically um so i think it and then i mean we're talking 1999 here and brendan fraser might have a few tricks left up his sleeve but he is definitely peaking in the 90s um, and right now so, we only have she's all that with 97 and varsity blues at 91 and it did not beat either of those that is fair yeah and alicia silverson as well which i know you mentioned the whole cast but she's mm-hmm. peaking yeah. at this point uh, as well not peaking as in like this movie is good just like <laughs> her career <laughs> the 90s were her time yeah um okay well what are what are you thinking then i mean I, try to be fair that and not judge the quality of the movie, just the the late nineties ness of the movie. Um, it's it's definitely nineties. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty nineties, so it's not going to get like a low score. Seventies, upper seventies, low eighties, or something. Okay, I would I would say eighties for sure. Yeah. Okay. Eighty three. Yeah, not mm. eighty four because you don't want to. I was going to say yeah, pretty close <laughs> to the magic don't, number. But don't mess with eighty four, eighty seven, or eighty eight. 86, 86. 80s babies. Uh, okay, so then what do we want to include in the gift shop? So each week when we watch a movie, we take something from the movie and we put it in a shop and we sell it for profit. Right now we have a new Reese playbook inspired by Varsity Blues and an art sack inspired by She's All That. <laughs> Sorry, Ashley. Um, We didn't see your, you had to leave the last episode. Welcome back, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. Um, glad you made it. Um, you what was your idea that you posted? Um, but we forgot to bring up. Do you remember? I don't know. I forgot it. Yeah. So you had an idea, but, uh, I think I had a better idea, um, which was a group decision yeah. by, with James Art and Derek. Sounds great. I think it's a um, great idea. These are hacky sacks that are not allowed to be used for play only performance <laughs> art. No, oh. no casual schoolyard sacking only. I was- dim lighting <laughs> stage sacking allowed. i thought you were meant like art sacks like a satchel of like art supplies <laughs> and no. then when you start talking i was like oh maybe it means art sacks like a hacky sack that has like paint in it so when you kick it you make art oh that mm. that, that is an acceptable use of the art sack yes okay cool um yeah. so from this movie what do we want and if you put white paint on it it can be oozing like a white liquid oozing from yeah anyway 
Hmm. I don't get it. I was gonna say red to the like, blood, like splatter paint. Testicles. But... Okay, moving on. Oh, gross. <laughs> Do they? I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. So, what should we include from <laughs> this gross. from this movie? <laughs> um, a bomb shelter. Uh, yeah, maybe we should Fake include a new bonds. We could have a Brendan and... Fraser chia pet. Oh, now I Derek's like thinking. It. Like, now Derek's thinking. Well, this is a very sad because we talked about his potential hair loss. Fortunately, but he can grow it back to um like uh exactly. Georgia Jungle. That's yeah. perfect. I mean, there's a hundred percent um FDA approved and endorsed by all appropriate bodies that you can put the gooey seed liquid on your your bare scalp okay okay so we're gonna sell it yeah got it noted cool sounds good um and then for next week what's derek choking on (laughs) (laughs) wow what a segue Um, well, it's not an art sack, like but it's Lake close. High, popularity can be deadly. I heard she choked on a jawbreaker. That is so cool. I don't think we've met what with the cruel politics of high school and all. From TriStar Pictures comes the battle of the babes. It's hard. It's over, Courtney. I am petrified. Jawbreaker. Our best friend is dead. Did you have any idea what that means? You were shooing for prom queen? Rated R in theaters February 19th. Yes, 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 yes. Rose McGowan, let's go. Yeah, super excited for that. I have recently, um, I know I've mentioned my Letterboxd account multiple times. I recently put Heathers in my top four. So favorite movies ever. This movie is the 90s, you know, revival of a Heathers like dark, dark, dark teen comedy satire. Um, So we're going to watch jawbreaker as a palate cleanser to blast from the past and then we're gonna finish off this six week period with something that's even um (laughs) more titillating more more perfect more titillating so we got a great run of things coming up i'm super excited if you out there want to follow along you should subscribe to the podcast by searching new release in itunes or Spotify, preferably, and anywhere else you find podcast. Ashley? That's a wrap. Crap.